to this little mess of mine. The sitcom Cable Won't Pick Up. I'm your host, Lena Rock, and I welcome you on this journey as I clean up my closet full of my reality. On this episode, I want to talk about vulnerability and something that over half of us deal with every day. Know that on some level, everyone has dealt with this and you're not alone. So let's grab a drink. Before I was pregnant with my daughter, I was always told it takes a village to raise a family or it takes a village to raise a child. But the part that they don't tell you is that honestly, it takes a village to live life. And the other part of that they don't tell you is that it can take years for you to find that village. And until you find that village, you flail around frantically as you tread the deep waters of life, society, parenthood. As a woman, I am expected to endure and shoulder everything without even showing the slightest bit of cracking. As women, we have to be beautiful, swans gracefully gliding across the water. And as a woman of color, the expectation for my perfection is even higher. I can't fail. I can't mess up. If my son is throwing a fit or a tantrum as I'm walking into Costco, as a woman of color, I get disapproving looks. I am automatically stereotyped that my kid is just bad because I'm a bad mom living off the state. When in reality, my son is just two and he can't clearly tell me what he wants or needs because he's a fucking toddler. So I frantically am trying to get out of the way to be respectful of other people's space and time while at the same time trying to figure out why he's so angry and what I can do to help him. I can't show the internal meltdown I'm fighting. I can't show that I need help. Every move I make is scrutinized. Even if I raise my voice ever so slightly, the assumptions of those around me are proven correct. So I'm forced to have to smile because as a mother, a woman, and a human, I can't show that I need help. I'm going to bring it back a little bit and talk about a time that's a little hard for me to talk about. So you'll have to excuse some of the emotional cracks. When I had my daughter, I didn't have an immediate bond with her. Yeah, I knew I loved her 
There was no question whether I cared about her. My issues were selfish. One, at first, I saw her as a trap, and there were so many more things I wanted to do with my life. On the other hand, her biological father kept me under his thumb. He made it his mission to manipulate me, control, terrorize, intimidate, you name it, for years. It was hard to feel happy and excited about this new baby that I was supposed to raise into being a good human when I myself was broken and constantly being pushed down. I spent the first 10 months of my daughter's life in a constant numb state, like I was just drugged out. But I wasn't. I just had a heavy decision weighing on my head. For almost an entire year, I contemplated giving my daughter up for adoption. I didn't think I could I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I was good enough. I wanted to give up on everything including my own life. I faked my perseverance by telling myself working late or staying away from her was a good thing. But what it was it was it was good for me. I didn't have to be reminded that I had responsibilities, that I had another person to care about. I didn't have to be reminded that I needed to stay alive. I didn't know that what I was going through was called postpartum depression. I didn't know because I didn't have the emotional support that allowed me to explore my inner feelings. I numbed my fears of being trapped in the abuse by working hard and partying even harder. I wouldn't have said that I was an alcoholic, but I know looking back, I should have said something and I should have reached out louder. But I wanted to run. I wanted to run away so fast and so far. But I kept coming back. She kept pulling me back in. And eventually, I was able to gather the strength to get out and take my daughter from from that. Because I knew that if I had given her up, she would have gone to him and there was no way in hell she deserved that. For years, I would have nightmares about how he would terrorize, isolate, and control my every move. I couldn't allow him to do that to her. I had to be strong to survive. I had to be strong for her to survive. I was trying to save her, but in reality, I was saving myself. I told myself I was doing it for her. I was doing it for myself. But she was the rock that kept me strong. She was the rock that weighted me in place and made me fight. See, it wasn't until after I had my daughter that I realized having to be strong was really how I spent my entire life. I had to grow up really fast. My biological father wasn't around. I had to deal with concepts that were so foreign to me. So... Having to be strong and having to withstand pressure, which is kind of something I already knew how to do. 
So I spent my 20s going from an abusive, controlling relationship with a deadbeat to a controlling fixer-upper that presented really well. My daughter was a little bit over one. I started dating a man that was about two years younger than my mom. I can honestly say, although he was very pretty to look at, I was with him because I needed the stability. He provided me a space that I could be with my daughter and have a connection with her. He owned his own company, had a home, drove a luxury car. And at the time, that's what I thought I needed. I thought I was getting into a safe space that I could heal from the pain and hurt in the beginning. And in the beginning, he was down for me, ride or die. He and he loved the crap out of Priya. But once I looked under the hood, I found out he had his own demons and he was battling them. And at 24, 25, I was not equipped to handle them. He eventually took his life by overdose in our home while I was away taking care of my mother. The last thing I said to him wasn't, I love you. It was go fuck yourself. See, I don't regret much in my life, but that string of words is one I wish I could take back. I look back now and I know I didn't make him do what he did. But I also know that the words pierce like swords. And when you're in a dark place, the last thing you need is to be pushed away. I wouldn't wish having to call your significant other's parents to tell them that their child took their own life and you weren't there on my worst enemy. But here I am again, having to muster up the strength to make that call. Having to forget about what I'm feeling and muster up the strength to walk back into my home, sit on the same couch that he took his last breath and explain to my three-year-old that the dad that she knew wasn't coming home and that he was watching over us and he loved her so much. I had to explain to her that it wasn't her fault. And then I had to gather up enough stuff inside of me to clean up the aftermath from the paramedics trying to save his lifeless body. I know I wouldn't have had been able to pull through it without the first person in my village. The person that was been there the entire time. My sister. That moment in time taught me one thing. You are never as strong as you are until being strong is the only choice you have. This mantra was something I said to myself every day for five years. I lived by it. I had to live by it. 
I had to show a front of being strong because on top of dealing with grief and grieving a dead person, I was fighting a custody battle. People say some really nasty things and try to make up some really ugly things about you when they're trying to take something from you that they have no right to take. But this front of being strong can only last for a short while. The universe always has a way of putting you in your place. If you don't have good support, rock bottom really hurts. And pain can be extremely heavy. My sister has always been there for me. She is my rock. My ride or die. I know that not many are as lucky as I am to have family like her. And I cherish her love. Having a person in your court, even if it's just one, that you can truly be your emotional self is so important to healing. Even if you're not a parent. Your mental health is beyond important. If you don't feel safe enough to explore your pain, anger, or depression, you can never heal from it. My strength comes in many forms. It's always been a great tool in helping me get out of dark places. But as I've said before, my strength is fleeting and eventually I plateau. I'll be 34 this year and I am just now exploring my truth and my strength, my vulnerability and myself. I am now just now truly dealing with the trauma, the pain and the sadness that I have hid from for years. The mask of my strength and confidence is that just a mask. I crumble at the sight of failure because my foundation is not as solid as I would want it to be. So I can say now, since I am moving toward my true self, it is because I know that the support of my village that I have found will help me through those hard times. But it has taken me a long time to gather them. But it all starts with just one person. Frankly, every day for me is hard. And I have no idea what emotional state I'm going to be in tomorrow. Because although I am better and in a more stable place outwardly, I am still cleaning and bandaging up the wounds so that I could heal internally. My foundation of strength and confidence seems solid on the outside, but it's kind of hollow on the inside. But my strength is being supported by the amazing village I found in my sister, my best friend, my husband, and yes, my daughter. 
They have all been places for me to pull strength from. They have given me courage and pushed me when I have needed to be pulled and pushed forward. I know that the journey of vulnerability is not easy. I know that there are times I want to quit, but because it's for them and because of them and you, listening to what I have to say keeps me pushing. My hope is only to inspire those and others that need it to reach out and be vulnerable. It's hard now, but in the end, it is worth it. As you walk through life, remember everything you do is reflectant in the future. We are raising the next generation. And through our show of empathy and understanding, they will have a better world to grow and figure themselves out in. They say this Gen X people are so emo, but really they're just so many years ahead of where we were trying to figure ourselves out. They're doing all the dirty work and hard work when they're supposed to, not when they're 30 it isn't on them to make the changes that are needed. It's on us. This message cannot be any clearer. So reach out when it's too hard to bear alone. Because you're not alone. Thank you for continuing to follow me on my journey through the closet of my reality as I grow and change. I hope you found some comfort in knowing that you're not alone, that it's okay to feel weak. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to be disappointed in yourself. From failure comes rebirth and growth. We are all phoenixes on the inside and we can all be reborn. So like I've said before, thank you again for continuing to follow me through my journey I hope it has helped you find a little bit more out about yourself don't forget to tune in every other week and follow me at this little mess on social media and until we get to chat again I'm Lena Rock and you've been invited into this little mess of mine